It's Traumedy Tuesday. You are listening to Traumedy, the podcast that shows us how to take our pain and play with it. I'm your host, Nancy Norton. I'm a comedian. I'm a former nurse. I'm studying therapeutic humor. And I am also a trauma survivor. And I want you to know you're not alone. That's the main purpose of this podcast to help people know you are not alone out there. We have been through some stuff. You've been through some stuff. We can show each other how to get through it. This is peer-to-peer learning. I'm a speaker. I talk about the power of humor, why we need it, why it should be a higher priority. Humor helps us heal. It bonds us with others. It gives us resilience and much, much more. Make humor a higher priority in your day and see the results yourself. This week's guest is Cody Spiker. Cody is a friend of mine and has been an inspiration to me over the last few months. We share some gender issues from childhood that were traumatic that we talk about. We're also going to talk a lot about consent and communication and sex and sex and sex. I like to talk about it because I'm personally not having any sex right now. And so this is my outlet and I hope you enjoy this episode. Did I mention that we swear a lot in this episode as well? So yeah, if you don't like swearing, you know, move on. Enjoy this week's episode with Cody Spiker. Welcome to Traumedy with my guest, Cody Spiker. Cody and I have known each other. How long now, Cody? Oof. 10 years? Let's make something up. 10 years sounds about right. I'm imagining eight, nine, 10 years, something like that. Time is so crazy, but I've known you since I started doing comedy. Which was in... You know. <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> was it in the 1900s? 1989. No. Um, <laughs> That's when I started. <laughs> yeah. 1989. <laughs> We're having tea in a in a garage, and you have dirt under your nails from oh, gardening. The best, the best life. I'm yeah, so happy it to be is here. the best life. You yeah. have a glow. Oh, you have an amazing glow. Thanks, yeah, I feel super happy. I mean, you know, and maybe now the listeners know if this is included that I'm like two weeks out from uh, leaving a job that was turned out to be kind of hard, and uh, so I'm fun employed right now. And God, I am just thriving. I feel so happy. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Did you say the word unemployed or fun employed? Fun employed. Fun I just, employed. I heard that this, for the first time the other day. Uh, <laughs> I'm high fiving the sky. Fun employed. Isn't that so good? Let's get that going around the world. Yeah. You just heard it, and I you just heard it and embraced like, it. Oh shit! Like that's exactly how I feel because I'm. I tell people uh, before that I was like, yeah, I'm like, I'm like you know, mostly unemployed right now. And people be like, oh, I'm so sorry. And I was like, no, 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 Like, <laughs> in a good way. <laughs> you know, like, how do you, like, reframe that? So, unemployed just, man. Fun employed. Says it all. And you're doing everything you love to do. Gardening, making love, <laughs> sleeping. That's it. That's the short hanging list. Hanging out with your cats. <laughs> oh, my God. It's, it's all of those things. I get to just, like, every day wake up and I'm like, great. I get to do it again, you know? <laughs> Rinse and repeat. Yeah. When we do traumedy, we often will take something that was some part of us. And it doesn't have to be about gender. We can talk about something else. But I just wanted to drop in and talk about that just a little bit. Oh, yeah. Because you are inspiring me mm. uh, thinking uh, a little differently about 
options in life and identity. I grew up a tomboy, mm-hmm. and I well, I wanted to be a boy. Yeah, really yep. badly. I really, I prayed to God to uh, give me a penis, which is an odd prayer. Yeah. I'll admit that's very <laughs> fascinating. How old were you when you were doing that? Uh, eight. Okay, I was eight years old. Yep. I can remember this day. I really prayed so hard that I actually thought when I woke up, I would be a boy, You'd like Pinocchio, boy, like Pinocchio. Yeah, yeah, yep. snap your because fingers. Because I was such a, I felt like I was a boy. Mm. Yeah, but then, okay, that didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert! <laughs> that was not how it actually turned out. <laughs> and then. But then this is complicated because now I really embrace my female body. Mm-hmm. And in fact, now that I can have multiple orgasms, mm-hmm. I feel like, whoa, dodged a bullet with that, <laughs> you know, long refractory period that men have. Yeah. And I get there's a lot of bennies in the patriarchy to having the penis. <laughs> bennies. That took me a second. I was like, I'm sorry. What? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's there's bennies. <laughs> yeah, you know, there's, yeah. There's the power and the control. Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And dominance, assumed superiority in every <laughs> yeah. avenue of life in an endless loop of shit. Yes. And yeah. then when I was a kid, I so what I'm saying now is I don't know that I really had gender dysphoria or that I had society dysphoria. Oof. I'm working that, on that concept. Yeah, and I think we have that in common because I think like I've come to this place in my own self-inquiry around it or um, exploration of it where I'm like maybe I wouldn't feel the way that I feel if it wasn't so binary and oppressively so the way that we grew up and it's just like this is what girls do and this is what boys do and there's and if you even slightly step out of the norm you know I feel like tomboy it's like there's a way to say that as as like oh yeah that's cool you're a tomboy but there's also like that oh you know like that's kind of like gross or off-putting or you know what I mean you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing right and kids would shame you I mean me let me just speak for myself yeah no I (laughs) I got shamed repeatedly for playing with boys (laughs) in my neighborhood and boy toys and just also dressing and wanting like uh, this is how old I am honestly in the 60s -hmm. when I was in elementary school you had to wear a dress. Mm-hmm. If you were a girl, you had to. And this is not a Catholic school. It was just Springfield, Missouri, Eugene mm-hmm. Field Elementary. Mm-hmm. And it was fifth grade. Somehow they changed the rule where girls could wear slacks to school. Oh, it was, a, was that a big day? Oh, my God. Oh my it God. Was, changed my life. I never yes. went back. I never wore another dress. Yeah. Yep. I mean, unless I had to. Like, I had to go to a wedding, a family, my mom, you know, like something where... Or we had to have a tea in home ec. And I, I mean, I wanted to take shop, mm-hmm, but we right. had to take home ec and have a tea. And I never God. felt more uncomfortable. Yeah. So it's all the more poignant that we're like at a workbench right now recording this podcast. Because hey. it's like, hey, we're in shop right now. This is what <laughs> it looks like. Hell yeah. I have, yes. <laughs> all these years later. <laughs> I finally can get my own. Yeah. I got my own workbench. Mm-hmm. And I do like doing my own home repairs occasionally. Yeah. 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 Although, ironically, now that I'm in my 60s, I do call men more often to help with stuff because I almost did yesterday. I had to do I had to do a drain repair at my townhouse in Boulder. I should say my tiny house. <laughs> my tiny house in Boulder. My tiny townhouse. Yes, yeah. that I rent out so I can rent this house. But I was about to call the guy to come in and help me open this thing. 
And I and I thought, no, just go get a wrench and get get some leverage. <laughs> you got this. Did you I, do it? I did. Good for I you. I did, but well, I was like, yeah. it made me want to up my testosterone. That's uh-huh. all I was saying. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I hear you. I hear you. Just um, yeah. Going back to that idea, though, just it, it makes me so sad to think that you had this um, this dress code that was like. So, like just what we're talking about it's just one or the other and this is exactly the form that we need you to fit in um I didn't have that growing up of course because it was the 90s but a ton of homophobia growing up yeah. um from other kids and and just like no acceptance of any gray area you know of 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 being and so I think I didn't actively want a penis I didn't actively think that I was a boy but I was just like I was in a real limbo space of it and having the name Cody, right, is one thing. And then I had short hair. I looked like a boy. And then I wore my brother's, like, hand-me-downs. And so it's just, like, this triple whammy of being, like, a tomboy who presented as a boy who then was, like, this sweet, sensitive little thing. And oh. people would be like, oh, God, you're a girl? Like, Ugh. You know what I mean? They have, like, that, that, like, kind of, like, visceral reaction, like, seeing me. And so I was like, oh, this is, like, very gender-bendy immediately without really my, like, knowing that that was what was happening. So I wasn't praying to have a penis, but I think I was like, what the fuck is wrong with me that I don't feel, that I really, really don't like some parts of being a girl, but I also don't really like the idea of being a boy. Like, it just was like this really like confusing, like you didn't even have language for it back then. Yeah, no man's land. I know that's what I'm loving about you kids, I call you the kids, <laughs> whoever it is that's coming up with the term non-binary that is gender as a social construct that we know, it's not even a real thing. I mean, it's just a made up thing that we've all agreed on, yeah. or not all of us, but the collective has put, like you said, the oppression has put on us mm-hmm. and no gray area. And here we are in the gray area and feeling like we don't belong I mean, I noticed this on stage somewhere in the middle of my career that I would raise my voice to talk like a woman and lower it to talk like a man. Uh-huh, and there was right. not, I'm like, oh, wait, where, wait, wait, wait. I guess I, I'm not identifying with either uh-huh. of those. Yeah. Ooh, so that's fascinating. Yeah. 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 My neutral voice. Yeah. So mm-hmm. how are you making peace with that? Well, first of all, the evolution of your self-awareness, it's, you've had these big growth spurts. How did you get there? How did you come to these places of understanding? Oof, good question. Juicy. Um, yeah, this is like my favorite conversation to have. Uh, my response then to that homophobia and being called like, you know, a dyke and a rug muncher and all this stuff at a very young age, like like very aggressively so from um, people in my life, you know, it like made me be like, I'm not gay. <laughs> I'll show you how not gay I am. And so like the pendulum swung. It's actually funny because... I was on my friend Mike Kaplan's podcast last year, and it was called The Gender Pendulum. So we had this uh, very similar conversation. Oh, cool. It's so fun because even more has transpired in the last year that I can build on. But um, so that pendulum swung. And so I didn't like totally become this super girly girl. But like, I think I was just like, oh, that's what people want from me. That's what people expect of me. So then, you know, like I would I would kind of be in this space of like androgyny in my life. But then doing comedy, it's like, you know, like the makeup and the heels and the dresses and the, you know what I mean? Like, um, yeah, you presented very girly, as I recall. Yeah. Very yeah. Uh, feminine. I did. And then every time I wore a flannel, so it'd be like, oh, what's up, you fucking lesbian? And it's just like, OK, you guys. Great. Cool. I'm glad that we're still just, you know, like 
Still in seventh grade. Walking that fucking, you know, yeah, walking that walk because it was every single time. And so it became this joke that I was the butt of my own joke being like, I know I really look like a lesbian, but I'm not. Um, That was one of your jokes was I look like a lesbian, but I'm not. But I'm not. Yeah, that's interesting. You know, these days I have a joke where I go, do I look like a cross between a lesbian and another lesbian? (laughs) And then they go, yeah. Yeah. And then I say, I I love lesbians. I'm just not a lesbian. Yeah anymore right, right. I, I retired yes but you but know you did that i did retire you did that shit i, I was fired but still <laughs> the point is but what i'm fascinated with what you said how in a way <clears throat> them telling you who you are mm-hmm. made you push back so then you couldn't even explore who you were naturally exactly. because you had to resist the stigma and yep. the shame and like oh i'm not that yeah yeah so I'll be anything but that and yeah. it just became this like this like wall in my brain and so I didn't even ask the question of, am I attracted to women? Do I feel different about my gender expression? Because like, it really just didn't even feel available. Yeah. So it wasn't until I was like 29 years old. And I had, um, I think one of the last shows I did doing comedy, I went up to a friend's bachelorette party in Breckenridge. And I remember leaving that weekend being like, oh my God, I have like a crush on a woman. You know, like, what? This is a crazy, you know? And it just spiraled out of hand for like years later so it was then just like again that pendulum swung right back over and I was like I'm gay I don't want to date men anymore fuck men you know what I mean like I'd had such a bad experience for the most part I will say that's not true of some of the partners I had but for the most part super unfulfilling sex um really horrible kind of like emotional unattachment like, just, like, not good. I just love the term super unfulfilling. Super, <laughs> super unfulfilling sex. <laughs> super every, unfulfilling I man. I think every yeah. woman knows what that means yeah. when you say super unfulfilling sex. Yeah, like, because I wanted to do it. I wanted to have fun. I wanted to feel pleasure. And at every single turn, I, I was just like, ugh. I wanted connection. Yes. I wanted emotional connection. Yeah. And physical connection yep. together. Together. Is that too much? I still have Imagine yet to have that. that. I got to be honest. I've had, <laughs> so I feel, <laughs> well, okay, maybe I have a few times, but yeah. uh, it was fleeting. Yeah. And I, to this day, like I'm putting it out to the loving universe. I want to have tantric sex before I die. Great. I'm I have just not getting involved in the tantra community in Boulder. I'll invite you to Would stop. you please? Yeah. Do you think they have any buddy that Uncle Nance? <laughs> I mean, it's a stretch, right? Any other dudes in their 60s or females or oh, it, yeah. gender benders? Oh, like, don't even worry about it. He they's. Are yeah. there he they's yeah. in my, like, you know, cat? I don't know. My age. I don't know. Age. I don't want to be an ageist. Yeah. But yeah, it, I, no, yes, I can tell you with a hundred percent assurance. Really, yeah. in yeah, the yeah. time? Oh my goodness, I'm yeah. so excited! Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited. I've been, I've been talking. You know how we were talking about in our acts, how we say things in advance, like you were saying, a cross between a lesbian. Oh no, I was saying cross between a lesbian. You're saying, I know I look like a lesbian. Yeah, and then. It's like our subconscious is telling, like, here's what's coming down the pike. Oh, a hundred Or down the dike. I don't know. That sounds, <laughs> sorry. Sorry. It was there and you can't leave it. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, our subconscious sometimes, like I, on stage, I am just saying that I want to, and maybe that's not very subconscious. I'm just saying, I want to have tantric sex before I die. I have yet to have yeah. fulfilling, mm-hmm. holistically fulfilling. Yeah sexual relations that include spiritual psychological emotional physical like whole being and my authentic self yeah yeah 
I want to have that before I die. Is that's that- a human right. Like I, I, I swear to God, I'm like, that's your, yeah, it's your goddamn human right to have all of those things line up with a partner or many partners. You know, you're inspiring me. <laughs> good. Seriously. I'm really happy to hear it. Yeah. Yeah, because I've yeah. had some good physical <laughs> sex. Yep. I've had good physical sex. I've had some emotional sex, yeah. and I've had spiritual sex, mm-hmm. but with different, all with different. Yeah. Do you want it all in one package? I want it all in one package. Yes, it's possible. It's possible. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> of course. Is this the end of the podcast? Yeah, I think that's it. I think we said everything we needed to say. <laughs> Let's wrap it there. <laughs> we could. This is a quick one. We're no. off to find the Tantra community. This was well, you found them in Boulder. Yeah, and I haven't I haven't actually um, <clears throat> jumped full in or anything. I just, I'm, I'm meeting more and more people. Um, I guess the... The jump ahead, um, you asked about like some of the the leaps that I made of like self exploration or whatever that is. So I will say between twenty nine and now I am thirty three. Yeah, and I interrupted you when That's you were okay. back, and the pendulum had swung over into the lesbian camp. Totally. And I had the same experience because yeah. I came out on evening at the Improv at thirty whatever, f- three years old, and uh-huh. I'm like, oh, I am a lesbian. Yes. And yeah. now I'm like, oh, what was? I mean, I was. I just was very identified that way. But for me, it was a part of embracing that part of me yes. fully on, yeah. exploring it. I explored it for 20 years. I was fully on identified as a lesbian. And then the pendulum swung back. And now I, I see myself and I was saying this as Shri Gary, Indiana from Iowa, God certified soul. I used to do a character (laughs) with an enormous (laughs) chakra shield. And I would say, I am an omnisexual. Yes. I was omnisexual. I love that. Omnisexual. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And that, okay. Anyway, okay, I'll stop there. You were saying, let me get back to you. No, my, no, no, it's my yeah. guest. Yeah. <laughs> I want to hear all the stories, Nance. This well, is your I podcast. Do, I do I do get my stories in, yeah. <laughs> as you can imagine. <laughs> but so the pendulum for you swung. You were twenty nine. Uh-huh. And then you fell in love with a woman. Um or, yeah, well, okay. I I had a crush on a woman and then she was like, No, and I was like, Okay. Um but it did, it did like kind of unlock for me. I was like, oh, I'm like, cause first it was like, maybe I'm bi. And then I was like, oh, maybe I'm more than bi. And it just was like, I think I had to take it to the other extreme to see like just what you're saying. I'm like, I don't, I don't regret having done that because I think it was really important for me to put a lot of distance between myself and men for a while. And that was great. It was super healing and lovely. And I dated women and I had very stereotypical lesbian experiences, um, one one experience I was with a woman for like six months and then um I knew it was like not the thing it was like not the right person to be with and um she was more invested than I was at that point and we broke up while on mushrooms uh, camping in the mountains and it was one of the worst days of my life you gotta laugh it was so bad it was oh so God. bad you have to laugh oh it it's was... one of those that when you just touch into it yes. it makes you giggle Even... just to not yeah hurt so much oh even in the moment because I knew I was like this is the right thing to do you know but even in the moment I was like this is going to be such a funny story but like this is going to be so bad for the next like six to seven hours because we had to drive from the mountains back to like my childhood home to pack up our stuff back like to Denver like many Uh, hours away uh, I had to drop her off and it was just like fuck in agony in agony oh just being like yeah that breakup energy of just it is the worst I think break I bet yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) we haven't spoken since um oh man but no so I well because she was so it was so unilateral it was so like I'm leaving you kind of energy yeah she was just really in into the relationship and into me and 
um, it's not that I didn't feel the same way, but I think from the very beginning, I was like, I mean, I kind of feel like one foot in, one foot out on this, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think I was trying to be as honest as I could be, but at some point, that other person is going to get hurt. There's no way to dress it up. Yeah. There isn't. Yeah. I don't know. You're on mushrooms. The feeling. <laughs> oh, because when bad. you're on mushrooms and psilocybin, for me, yes. I, I feel like it is for many. It, I mean, the emotion, you're, there are no filters for the emotions. Oh, my God. I had no Mushrooms take no you. No boundaries. Yeah. Yep. Yep. They just, and that probably helped liberate your truth because it's yep. like you had a knowing. Like, I cannot not share what I know. I have yeah. to be transparent. Yeah. And, and we had like a great, honest conversation. Yeah. And then it just got fucking heavy oh, and hard and dryy and terrible. And, and then, yeah, and then having to be yeah. in the same space. And yeah, the good news is yeah. for you, nobody went to jail. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I guess it wasn't totally the stereotypical <laughs> lesbian breakup then. No, I don't think mine was typical. I'm just saying, yeah, 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 yeah. I am just saying the judge did say it is very sad that after this 11 year partnership that it ended mm. in this horrible way. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But sometimes with a trauma bond that I was in, mm-hmm. sometimes it takes something dramatic. I don't need to go into that again. Yeah. I've talked about it before. Yeah. So, yeah. So you had the classic lesbian, some different classic, totally. you know, the U-Haul oh, experience. Fully U-Hauled with another woman somewhat recently last year. Um, just absolutely head over heels in love with her. Um, she lived in Laramie. And uh, I just was like, yeah, I'm moving to Laramie, Wyoming. Who the fuck? You know, like, this is crazy. Like, just like. All in. All in. I had no reservations. Um, oh, no. Actually, okay. I won't say I had no reservations. I think I was really real about that it was going to take work and be a hard, like, not a hard go of it, but a relationship. Like, I, I'm just like, I felt real that relationships take work. Yeah. And uh, it turns out that she was not at all emotionally available to have any conversations about our emotions. Um like and navigating that and bless her heart super great of her to have broken up with me the way that she did because she was we were on the phone and uh she had just pulled away super hard like and I was like what the fuck's going on and it's like are we okay and yada yada and we were like peeling back these layers and um I think at one point I asked her I was like well I mean do you still love me and she was like I did I was just kind of like got it thank you for telling me you know and like we broke up and and that was great. But I think I went back to the drawing board being like, man, you know what? Like concurrently to all of like my dating, I had been exploring the gender identity conversation too. And been like, oh, I'm like a lot more non-binary than I thought I was. And I like shaved my head and I had a pixie cut and like, I was like talking to my family about it. It was really cool and wonderful to have that on the other side. And I think after she and I broke up, I was like, you know, maybe like gender actually doesn't matter at all. Mm -hmm. And maybe like someone's genitals don't say anything about them so and sex or gender because yeah. those are two different things yes. uh, do you agree i mean not everybody agrees oh, yeah, yeah. on that no, but 100%. i yeah sex yeah. so so you're saying maybe sex and gender or gender yeah i'm trying to phrase it right with you're an english aren't you aren't you an english person <laughs> neither 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 is sex. it neither or neither neither N- sex nor gender no neither sex nor gender yeah. matter yeah I think I was just kind of like you know I I just I might have to just um humble myself and like uh eat crow on being like I'm a raging lesbian um because I was like maybe it just doesn't fucking matter and maybe I can just let this go and let this be the next evolution and so I started opening myself up to dating anyone of any gender you know and that was in like I guess like January of this year you know and um yeah so fairly new fairly six months new. I mean and it, I hadn't I hadn't been like on a date with a man I hadn't considered a man in like I mean five years or something like that 
So, yeah. I have a question. Sure. <laughs> I, <laughs> I raised my hand. You raised your hand. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. well, there's a variable in there that you and I have shared yeah. with a trauma therapy. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you're comfortable sharing any of that. Or did you, feel, book. Yeah. did you feel like that was uh, helpful to f- your self-awareness or part of that journey? Or did it, was it just an aside? The uh, psychedelic therapy. Oh, oh, I think it was absolutely fundamental. It was absolutely fundamental. So I did that. It's so funny. I did that um, experience. The um, MDMA. The MDMA with a therapist like right before the end of the year. It was like December 30th. Oh, so here we go. Yeah. I have goosebumps. Oh, it was like full on. And I think in that same conversation, I I said out loud, this is like a really good loop to what we were just talking about with the Tantra and everything. I was like, so what it did for me, I thought I was going to go in and have this beautiful, like holistic, gorgeous, like open hearted like ecstasy experience and I was just fucking pissed I was just like (laughs) raging I was angry so it liberated your rage totally liberated my rage and I just got to be so unfiltered about it yes it was fucking awesome and I loved the therapist and um at one point I was just like telling I was telling her like all about like just all this bullshit that I had put up with especially in terms of like dating and sex and sexual assault and all of these things yeah which is not an isolated experience I totally understand but I was just owning it for one of the first times in a super authentic way. Yeah. And I was like, I just want to have fucking cool sex with someone who respects me. And she was like, that is your goddamn human right. And she said it and she pointed at me and she said it with so much certainty that I was like, fuck yeah, you're right. Like, sign me up, whatever it takes. I got to just clear out all of this anger and and anger at at all sorts of different people and at myself and at my family. It just was like, none of it stuck with me. It just moved through. I love that medicine so much. It's just, uh, you get so resourced. And I do think it is our birthright yeah. to have pure bliss and share connection and have that in a big, big way here on earth. Yeah. I feel like it's the payoff for all the suffering. Uh-huh. That it is our, you know, yeah. that is what helps make our life balanced when we're going through other things that are so challenging. Yeah, it's the peak to the valley, right? Like it's yeah. it's that we're all we're all capable of it. We're all deserving of it. We're all like more than able to line up with it. I think if we're also willing to do the work and the effort of getting there, but I don't want to say that it's like only a reflection of that, you know? Yeah. But I think it takes I think it takes work to do. Cl- to clear the blocks. Yeah. That's been the, I think, well, I always say this, unlearning is the hardest thing we do in life. Mm-hmm. And from a very early age, I know I learned sex shame. So it's uh, so hard to unlearn that shame. Yeah. And some of the workarounds that we've had to do to ma- tell ourselves a story. Mm-hmm. That Well, so. Yeah. Where were we when old Nance went down her oh, tangent? Oh, no, that's okay. We were talking about MDMA. And, and we're I talking about. And then, so, okay. So then I started dating everyone. And I mean everyone. So you opened up yeah. to the idea of gender and sex, ori- orientation, gender orientation. Yeah, just being like, man, I don't fucking know anything. And I didn't feel discouraged. I just felt like, great, back to the drawing board. Like, I don't know. It's like I, I knew enough at that point that I had gone through so many different iterations and like so many changes within myself that I was like, I just, I got to stop speaking in any extremes. And I just have to like inhabit this space of openness and dynamic flexibility. And yeah, you're dynamic. Totally. We are verbs, not nouns. That is another thing. I love that. We are dynamic beings. We are beings. Uh, So that's a noun. Mm -hmm. All right. I'm kind of messing with my own theory now. (laughs) 
We are Miller mods. <laughs> They're everywhere. Oh my God. It's fluidity. There's just whatever. I don't know. I've been talking about losing my labels and I'm like that yeah. can in your cupboard yeah. that the label fell off a long time ago, but you forgot what's in that can. Yeah. And I, I think of this when people come to see my show and they're like, who, what the fuck? Who is this? What the fuck is this? <laughs> totally. Totally. Because yeah, I yeah. do kind of like, I'm this, I'm a little bit of that. I'm a little bit of this. Yes. And, and I go, I'm I, giving myself permission to shift <clears throat> at any fucking mo- minute that I want to. Thank you. I'm under no obligation to stay the same person that I was 30 seconds ago or five minutes ago or two years ago. Although I don't say it in such an empowered way. (laughs) (laughs) I say I'm a codependent can, man. I'll be whatever the hell you want me to be. Which I have to watch that, you know, because I don't. Yeah, I have a, I am a chameleon pan can. I have to watch it because... That is something that I need to figure that out. Like, because we are in relationship. So, you know, if I'm with a lover, this is my dream, to have a lover that has the range that I have. That would be amazing to me. If I could be met and not feel like I have, because I love men, I love women, I love feminine, I love masculine energy. I don't want to be any, I don't want to be boxed in as the top, the bottom, you know, or the, the masculine energy, the feminine, the sheets, the butch in the streets. Yes. I don't want to get stuck with one. I love exploring all that energy. Yeah, absolutely. The fluidity and the freedom of it. Um, Okay. So that actually leads into what I was going to talk about next. And then I'll talk about something else. We'll get there. But um, okay. So I started dating everyone and I started being like, who the fuck knows? And um, I matched with this guy who is ethically non-monogamous and polyamorous and I was kind of like, man, that's never fucking done much for me in terms of like, um, like I've never really understood it, you know? Like I was just kind of like, I've, I've thought about it for years. Um, there's this there's this uh, song that I listened to about like polyamory. I'd listened to it for like 10 years. And um, I was always like, man, that's so cool that other people can make that work. And I have no idea. Like I can't even find one person to be with, let alone a crew. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I go on a date with this guy and he sits down and it was like a lunch date. And I was just like, and this was the first date I'd been on with a man in like five years. And I was just like, all right, like, tell me everything. Like, what is this like for you? How did you get into this? What does it function like? And he was just like open and honest and clear and super not creepy. And like within a couple minutes of him speaking, I was just like, yeah, okay, this is exactly what I'm ready for. Like, I'm so signed on to this because I think I had gotten my heart like, just kind of like, um, not broke. I don't want to say broken because it's okay what happened, but I was just in such a state of being like, you know, maybe monogamy isn't the thing either because that sucked mm-hmm. and that was limiting. And, uh, like, I was just like, I'm ready to try something totally new, you know? Yeah. And it's a bit of a setup to put so much investment oh God, in one my person. person. You're my person. You're my human forever. And, and then they would, you. if yeah. you're like me, I expect them to meet all my needs. Yes. And I know I hear it all the time. Not one person can meet all your needs. Yeah. And yet I had that expectation. Yeah. And honestly, because I'm a codependent can of whoop ass. <laughs> <laughs> because I can meet all your needs, motherfucker. So why can't you meet all my needs? Yeah, you know totally. what I mean? You ask me, you need me, you need me to do this, that, or the other thing. I am. I'm fucking dropping versi- everything. Well, I'm versatile uh-huh. is all it, to a fault, which is codependency, I suppose. Yeah. But then it is. There's a part of me. I don't know. I get co- That's complicated because I do love. 
I do love pleasing people. Mm-hmm. I love them getting what they want and me being a part of it. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. It's just when the, it's the just power when it, dynamic shifts. Yeah, when it's out of balance yeah. and I they can't meet my needs yeah. and I just like, oh, well, that's just how it's always been. I'll just deal with it. I'll, my back will take the brunt of this relationship. I'll carry it. Yeah. 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 Yeah, 100%. So, so this guy, and I want to go back to this. Uh-huh. I love the word that you use a lot. A super, super not creepy. <laughs> super not creepy. Which just, means. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> super like transparent. So I you only can, emphasize that because it was like. No. I think I was like going into it being like, I don't know. We'll fucking see. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, of course. We'll see. I don't know. Like I just, I had never been. Well, in our training in yeah. society that people that are sexual primarily i don't know the creep factor what is it that that's more important than than like connection and 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 you have found Mm -hmm. the opposite to be true (sighs) crazy so so yeah so i'll just say like i was just like yep sign me up um he and i are still in touch and we see each other once in a while it's just like a really lovely um super supportive like friendship that is also sexual like i just don't know how to actually like describe it otherwise um so that's been beautiful I've had that since like what like February March um and like have since just had the time of my fucking life in these last many months like the best time I've ever had connecting with people talking with people sorting through like feelings and expectations and everyone's it's just like this elevated level of conversation that I never experienced in a previous like romantic or dating setting Yes. Like at all. I'm meeting like top notch, gorgeous, wonderful souls. And it's just like it, the, the payoff is like significant. Like I'm, I'm glowing because of that too. Yeah. You know? Because it makes you feel emotionally safe. Uh-huh. You have this high level communication. And you were telling me about consent. Yeah. That idea of in your past that sex never quite felt a hundred percent consensual because yeah. the because there wasn't the conversation up front of expectations of what your needs were yeah. and now you're having more of a full conversation where you know you know your rights mm-hmm. you know uh, what your desires and you know how yeah. to have a conversation is that right yeah explicitly like with people before anything even happens and it's like what that's unlocked for me is like like so much deeper like um of an ability to feel in my body be present in my body like tune into sensation um like you, we were asking about you we're, i'm sorry we were talking in your kitchen earlier about old jokes that i used to tell yeah um you know when i was like quote unquote straight and like just super cisgendered heteronormative doing my best um <laughs> bless her heart uh she was really doing her best but one of my jokes was like um I was kind of blue on stage like really kind of gross jokes um sorry to my parents but uh one of my jokes was like um yeah I'm not a squirter so much in bed um I'm really more of a leaker so like right at the point of orgasm I just burst into tears (laughs) and that was like so full-on accurate it was such like sadness and grief and emotional turmoil like in every instance I will say that's not true for like one or two partners I had. Oh, I just like think about conversations I had when I like quote unquote came out as a lesbian and like um, I did have someone in my life be like, oh, well, but how do you know? How do you know that you don't want to be with men? And I'm like, oh, I've been with men. I'm, I've been with plenty of men. And she was like, what, were you some kind of floozy? Oh, shit. Okay. I didn't know that word was okay to use anymore. 
Floozy. Floozy. Now you're talking boomer talk. Yeah, but I was. She's a boomer. Um, a lover, <laughs> was it me? Love her to death. Yeah. <laughs> it was you, Nance. This is the big. I forgot um, the conversation. No, no um, but I just remember hearing that and being like, I mean, I guess so. Like, it's just that I would drink and then I would have one night stands. Like, that was like what happened. And then. So you got to, you had a nice sampling. I had a, I had a lovely sampling. Totally <laughs> super unfulfilling as we talked about earlier. So like. Oh, uh, full circle coming back to like this idea of like verbal consent, um, talking about boundaries, talking about expectations, getting a clear picture of who the person is, who else they have going on in their life, talking about STDs and condom use and all of that stuff, right? Like just it's all covered it up out. front. It really, I mean, so it has that you been can so relax far. and trust. Mm-hmm. Yes. Not worry. Yeah. And like my body is like in such a different place in every way. Yeah. It's crazy. I'll bet. Yeah. And yeah. I, I'm just imagining, cause I'm not, like I said, I have not been there mm-hmm. to that degree and I'm, I'm hoping to get there. You're going to get there. I'm yeah. going to get there. Totally. Yeah. Uh, before I die, <laughs> I keep saying <laughs> before I die, I would like to, I mean, I do know that the light, I'm looking forward to going back into the light and I guess that's mm. probably as close to the bliss of uh, tantric sex. <laughs> I don't know. I just, okay. Little death, big death. Yeah, totally. What was that? Well, like orgasm, like isn't in French, doesn't it translate to little death? I don't know what that means. I think that's, I'm, if I'm not, I fuck, I hope this is true, but I think in French, the word for orgasm, whatever it is, it is translated to little death or something like that. Little death. Yeah. And I so, heard the word death. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> ironically. I know. I, ironically, you I can lose one of your senses every time you come. I go a little deaf. <laughs> I just go a little deaf. What? Uh, what did you say? I I'm coming? <laughs> <laughs> oh, coincidentally, let me share. Did I? I don't know if I've shared this. I feel like I have. But I had a French roommate. Uh-huh. And she had the loudest French orgasms. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, and the word yes in French is we. Oui. Oui. And, and here's here's my impression of my of my housemate. <laughs> I, I was like, that would be such a turnoff what for me fuck? if I was her girlfriend. <laughs> oh, was she gay too? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay, we great. both had girlfriends. Wow. And and she was very new uh-huh. to the idea of lesbianism. And I think it was. But she was having the time of her life. She was having the time of her life. Wee! <laughs> 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 oh, whoa. That is the. Then I was dating a girlfriend who had the most guttural utterances of a vaginal orgasm was like, <gasps> oh. Like and she thought I was hurting her. She told her girlfriend she's hurting her, and then her girlfriend had to hold her in bed physically and say, "No, no, oh my god, no, she's having a good time." <laughs> this is amazing. So the difference between oh man, <laughs> hey, there's a the whole hey, that's a whole nother thing we could talk about is the spectrum of uh, orgasms. Oh man, and expressions, yeah, yeah, totally. expressions. Yeah. You know, because I've I kind of identified several types of orgasms in my uh, coming of age. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, and it's still it's still growing. Oh my god, yeah, totally. That's what I'm excited about yeah. at this age. That things are still like the spiritual aspect of mm. it, the cosmic, the anyway. Shoot, I keep getting distracted with no, things, okay. but the French word is little little deaf. <laughs> <laughs> I little little deaf. I love his rap music. <laughs> Do you, have you heard Little Deaf? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
little, yeah, little, little death. That makes yeah. sense. So it is. It's like returning to the bliss. Mm-hmm. It's the oneness. Yeah, and the oneness that we crave, and then when we can get it with one or more people, mm-hmm. that is so special. It's it's radical. It's and, radical. And we have craved it. And I think the crying. And I had the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like I would call it postcoital depression. Oh, totally. Postcoital yes. after. Uh, and you know. I, I don't want to throw my husband under the bus, but he was a very generous lover. Uh huh. Very technically good. Yeah. I mean, knew what he was doing. <laughs> I very, don't think he had a manual for it. No. Nah, oh, he or was. Something. Oh, maybe. <laughs> I mean, but he was. It was his yeah. thing. Like cool. he wanted nothing more than to give me pleasure. Mm. And no one. He's like, no one leaves my bed without an orgasm. <laughs> like I had never had an orgasm with another person. Amazing. Cool. I just didn't know how. I was too self conscious, and he, he hung in there, dude. It took a while. <laughs> I mean, I got to hand it to him. Bless his heart. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. He was a Marine and um, I think he had grit. Yeah. Like a Marine. Yeah. Yeah. Captain Cunnilingus or something. (laughs) Okay. Wow. We're getting into sex talk. Totally. Let's bring it on. It's going to be a very popular episode. Yeah. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Again. Sorry, mom, but I know you're going to listen to it. Yeah. Yeah. You can skip this part. (laughs) But I mean, this is, this is helping me to say this out loud because Mm -hmm. one of the things I'm working on is clearing my throat chakra of shame and things that you're not allowed to speak Mm. in my family. Now that my mom is on the other side of the veil and she was so oppressive. And I really think that that trauma of the throat chakra even Mm -hmm. is I have Hashimoto's disease. And I really believe Uh that part of that is an autoimmune where I ate away at my own thyroid. I just feel like the more we can speak our truth, get shame out of our body and embrace our God given rights and gifts 100 percent. oh i like like when i like came out and was like moving through all of the experience of that i was like god i think i like avoided getting a tumor or a c- cancer or something in my body like you it felt was that so, oh you felt like 100%. stuck energy move you have such a glow yeah. oh, as a testimonial mm-hmm. to what your lifestyle is right now yeah feeling good feeling good and then yeah, yeah and yeah. and that that clear high level like a frequency almost like a higher frequency living on a higher frequency of communication where it's so nuanced, mm-hmm. very nuanced, right? Where you can say this or that, or if you really can know your own needs yeah. and speak them and they can shift within the agreement. You mm-hmm. say, oh, you know what? Actually, yep, I've changed my mind or this feels better to me now. Yeah. Or, yeah. you know, where Absolutely. you might invite another, or, or your lover might, you know, invite you down a different path as long as it's within the boundaries oh I never knew yes how much I love that yeah yeah so true and like yeah I'm I'm super happy to open and open to talk about sex like without revealing anything super personal from the people that I'm with but um one of the first experiences I had was um with a partner of mine who is non-binary and they um and I were hooking up and I think at one point well I was like super explicit you know, um, with those with penises very beginning, I was like, Hey, I'm not on birth control, super, not ready to be penetrated. It's been a while, not into the idea. So just like hang tight. And they were like, clear, got it. No problem. You know, it's yeah, not you comfortable can, right we, now. You, so you could walk away right now. If that's, if that's what you need, I, I just like, that's not something that I'm going to be signed on for. And so we were hooking up and this was pretty early on. And I think they asked me something like, Hey, is this okay? And my whole body like froze and I thought that what they were asking is like, is it okay if I penetrate you? And I was like, uh, like it was just this really small like, oh, I thought we weren't going to like do that. You know what I mean? And they were like, 
oh, no, 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 I'm sorry. I didn't mean that. This is what I meant. Like, it was so generous and sweet and, like, receptive. And, like, we stopped everything. They checked in. We, like, it was just this moment of being, like, oh, fuck, that's exactly (sighs) where in a previous iteration I would have been, like, sure, I'll just disassociate for a little while. You know what I mean? Like, I'll just get, I'll just jump on out of my body. That's fine. You do what you need to do. Um, Wow, and that is so so real, what you just said. Oh, yeah. I'll just jump on out of my body. mm -hmm. I'll dissociate while you use my body for what you need. Yeah. And that is so common. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, At least for me, I think that has been... Like I gotta ride it out now. It's uh-huh. a commit. Like it was a commitment, as totally. if that is the unspoken rule. Oh yeah, and it's just kind of this assumption. It's like, well, I guess I can just deal with this for a little while. You know, like it's this. It's this version of like, of like perseverance or like yeah. getting through something. And I'm like, oh fuck that. You know, like I. It, and that's not to shame you or myself for past experiences or choices we made. Because I think that was one of the hardest things to like reckon with in all of this is just being like. Oh, this line of consent, it's like I might have been saying one thing and I actually, it was, there was still a trespass happening that I was not vocalizing about. I was not pushing back on. This is this really gray area or, you know, like I did have experiences where I said no and it still happened anyway. And so like that is a much clearer line, right? Um, But just understanding like, so what I actually want to do in like my evolution as I like move forward as a human is actually get into like consent coaching and education because for me I'm like this is the most profound experience I've had in my entire life and I want other people to feel able to talk about it like you're talking about with your, your throat chakra be real about sex be mm-hmm. real about relationships if you're in a relationship if you're not with yourself right like that consent is not only something that happens within the bedroom and with one person, but it happens in every aspect of our lives. So yeah. I don't know. It's just like, it's just that I like, I'm, I'm just, I'm super lit up by this idea. I love it. Yeah. I'm lit up by it too. Just yeah. hearing about it. And I love. Yeah. And it's probably also the, uh, whatever the nut milk we we're do drinking. <laughs> I think it has something to do with. Oh, I've been I got a, plenty I, of nut milk. <laughs> <laughs> It's got a lot of protein, <laughs> I have heard. Do you title your episodes anything? Is this episode going to be? I think it should. I think it should be something about um, clearing clearing our throats because you're talking about <gasps> speaking. clearing our throat chakras. Right? Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh! Isn't that good? And my mother often had a frog in her throat, and my sister and I to this day, when we start talking and we feel like we're channeling my mom, we'll we'll, we'll say you something. Get it? Yes, and Shit. we'll go. Uh, we'll feel like, oh, mom just did a walk in. <laughs> She might be here now, like trying to help me. Oh, I feel like that's what, I, whether it's real or imagined, I have made up or I am channeling my mother who is on the other side now and is free, <laughs> free of all the shame, yes, free right. of the love she had, you know, if, and I, my intuition said she was in love with a fellow nursing student mm. and that was not an option. And yes. she is a manager of her feelings yeah. and tried to teach me to be a manager of my feelings yeah. and- like I said, in some ways that were cruel, shamed me big time, big time. and yeah. did the classic, you know, pinnacle of codependency control, which was a suicide attempt, you know, when I was coming out on evening at the improv. Okay. Oh, God. boom, bam. Yeah, All right. Shit. I still have the letter she wrote me telling oh. me what a cruel daughter I was. Now wow. I need to say it because it's better out than in. My grandma always said, <laughs> Good. <laughs> I think she was Great. talking about gas. Let it rip. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Either way. Either way. Okay. So clearing your throat. Yeah, clearing mm-hmm. your throat. Yeah. So I thought you were going to say our episode should be called 
<laughs> not milk. Not, not milk. <laughs> when Nance and Cody. I mean, I, that's, you know, that could just be our, our spinoff podcast, too. I could do this every week. This is fucking fun. <laughs> it is. <laughs> yeah. It is. It yeah. is fun. And you're really, I feel your lightness. It is contagious. Mm. Like, you're inviting my spirit to be more playful. I just feel it. I feel oh. a lot of spirit energy in here right now. It's it's awesome. It's really awesome. Do you feel spirit energy with your with your partners? Are you feeling? I mean, are you into that level, or is it more? I don't know. I'm just. I don't want to project onto mm, you. Mm-hmm. Do you do you have a spiritual connection with people, or is it? Uh, yeah, I should just stop a sentence right there. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, so I definitely um I have a pretty strong practice of um attuning to my like energetic body. And that's been evolving over many years, but I've always had the capacity and I'm pretty like, I'm pretty far out there in terms of like what I'll like consider as being like, uh, possible, right. In Mm -hmm. our world. Um, I think you and I have that in common. I'm really, there's nothing that I really hear about that. I'm like, oh, that can't be. I'm always like, I mean, maybe I don't, you know, really well. And you teach yoga. I teach yoga. Yeah. Um, which I love doing. And, um, yeah. So I will say that I feel um, I don't, it's so funny. I do feel like a spiritual connection with folks, but I don't know if, if we're explicitly talking to one another about that exact, like the, the language of that, that I feel, um, being with them, having these conversations, like it's not just reserved to the, to sex. It's like the relationship building yes. and centering the relationship is really what I'm about. Um, and it's not like that. I expect that every single person that I'm with, I'm going to be with for the rest of my life. It's like, how do we meet each other exactly where we are right now and um, build something beautiful and let it be its own, like, little microcosm of a world, you know, that's, yes, that's and trust nutritious and, you know, yeah, beneficial. Beautiful. Yeah, so I, I do really feel that. So I feel that on every level, um, in conversation, um, like, I- in experiencing feelings with them in a safe way too but the way that it transfers to every other part of your life Mm -hmm. that you're learning to have consent around a lot of things a hundred percent yes it's in every avenue all of a sudden that this this empowered ability to speak to be honest with myself to be honest with other people to like know that I'm not going to get everything I want but I don't have to give up myself in any given moment around anything it's like, go- it's gorgeous. It it's really a gorgeous is gorgeous. Thought. Yeah. So that you don't have to abandon yourself mm. that you can say and speak your needs clearly and not that, like you said, doesn't mean a guarantee you're going to get what you ask for, but that you've spoken them clearly. Yeah. And, and, it's that, a, it's and, and someone can say whether I can meet that need or not. Yeah. And that's sometimes right. Sometimes like, oh, I can meet this one, but I can't meet that one. It's that, it's that space of like, of, of negotiation and open-mindedness and flexibility and conversation like where it's funny because I talk about this stuff but I'm also like I'm so far from being um an expert quote-unquote at it right like it's still scary there's still a lot of programming and unlearning like you talked about earlier there's a lot of unlearning that I'm doing right now in each of these dynamics but it's um I am extremely fortunate to have met the people that I have met so far and that's not true across the board I've been on a couple dates where I'm like oof no just because you're quote unquote polyamorous or ethically non-monogamous does not mean that you've done your work, you know? Yeah. Like, so that you get the vibe, you got a gut reaction to certain people or it's like, no, oh, you're not yeah. communicating up here. Yeah. You want the, you are sort of in the category of wanting the sex without the Totally. Work. Without the, without the, you know, the relationship 
part of it. And I say, I don't say that relationship meaning like, oh, we're just so committed, but like that when you step into something with someone, it's some level of relationship that's happening and developing there. I went on a first date with a guy who <laughs> he was like, um, I thought we were having a fine time. I like enjoyed talking with him, but he was just coming across as like super straight. And I was like, okay, I get it. It's fine. Um, but, and I should say that I'm, I'm very largely attracted to men who are bi or queer or, you know, like, it's just so funny that that's just a total proclivity. Cause I'm like, well, they're just clearly better people. Um, <laughs> but <Yeah. laughs> this guy was like, oh yeah, I showed your picture to uh, my other partner. Um, who's a woman and he was like yeah and, and her response was wow I'm some I'm surprised that someone who looks like that dates men <laughs> and I was just like oh my god I laughed so hard in his face and I was like that is such an astounding thing to say to someone on a first date yeah um I wasn't offended like he's trying to tell you who you are yeah and uh, like I was uh, like oh what the fuck do you think is happening here and like and then even later on we stood up from the table and he was just like oh you're just like so like he just kept gesturing as if I was like really short and I, the vibe of it was just like, oh, you're just like so like diminutive and gay. And like I was just like, man, I get it. You're not into me. It's fine. <laughs> I can just fucking go home. I don't actually need this from you. Like yeah. you could watch his mind just trying to make it work. Yeah. Like, OK, let me see if I can get my head around this. You know, yeah. like, I don't know. Yeah, that oh, is so weird, though. Oh I have God. to watch my own stuff because I do say that in my act <laughs> when I talk about dating at this age. And then I say, I have to watch a lot of stuff, man. I am reinforcing a lot of stereotypes about myself, but at the same time confronting them. So it is interesting. But yeah. we are in this society, and that is part of, like, taking people from here. I'm acknowledging what the expectation is. But I will say, is anybody here surprised I'm dating men? Yes. And right. then I do the thing. I look a little like a cross between a lesbian and another, <laughs> and lesbian. another lesbian. I love that. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. But okay. Yeah. And that's ah, probably irritating to lesbians. And as a disclaimer, mm -hmm. as you mentioned earlier, we are not experts. We are individuals who are talking about our process. Yeah. I am not speaking for all lesbians. I'm not speaking for all non-binary people. That always gets tricky. I oh used my to, God. I used to have lesbians come up to me after the show and so I would come out and if it didn't go well, like mm -hmm. one time, you know, if I was at the Westminster club, and every and she goes well that went over like a lead balloon and oh I oh my think, god it's like you're you're letting us all down yeah the, I Jesus was responsible Christ. for her because they rejected me Ugh. and I and I might have been in a bad mood yeah. when I presented that I remember the night exactly because it was very <laughs> wounding that she was really mad at me but I think I had just talked to my mom right before the oh, show yeah <laughs> fucking comedians are people yeah weird but, people but the like, fact that when you're in public that people think oh you you know like I'm not here to represent all. Others, I just, I am Nance, you know, yeah, and right. I represent me and you represent yourself. Yeah, I'm and like I, rife with like, you know, uh, failure and, you know, error and being like, oh, I didn't actually mean that. Sometimes I say things out loud and then a couple days later I'm like, oh, I didn't actually mean that, you know, yeah, but like yeah. you can't go back and erase things. Like, yeah, although on my podcast we can. You can. <laughs> you can totally. go back over. Let's yeah. redo that one part. <laughs> if you don't mind, will you just go scrub my entire internet history because <laughs> someone didn't take a stage name and there is some really incriminating podcast of me. Oh, it still exists. It's oh, so funny. Yeah. yeah. Well, but whatever. I know the feeling. Yeah, I right. definitely, because we are, we're, we're evolving. Yeah, people. I'd rather be, I'd rather, I'd rather like live in a state where people can see my transformation if it means that I'm transforming. Yeah. You know, yeah, exactly. It, that's fine. Like, cool. Yeah. I said something that I didn't mean or I changed in the meantime or um, I was actually not the truest version of myself back in fucking 2000, whatever, you know, and, and 
there's record of that now. Okay. And we are complicated people. Like, I have a different... I just was watching video of me performing at a Southern Baptist church where I had to not talk about sexual orientation at all. It was a parenting. It was about people who have adopted kids. Uh So the point of it was adopting. But what I was able to do was say my truth in a way that what my message was, let's, let's parent with love and light versus Mm. shame and control. I love that. I did say my mother, I had to be a certain person and I had to create a false self to survive in my family. And we don't want that for our kids. And I'm just dropping little like seeds that yeah. are still authentic, but not in your face. That's their sanctuary. I respected mm-hmm. their rules. Yeah. Anyway. And I think that there's something um, to be said for being a bit of a, like a middle way kind of person for people. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. rather than always being the most extreme far out kind of like <laughs> um, right. to the nth degree, like in, in terms of like pronoun use for me, right? I'm she, they, I don't really have a strong preference. I wouldn't go with they, them entirely at this point. Yeah. That might change, but like, yeah. I'm not going to go to my super uber conservative neighbors on our soup night in our neighborhood and be like, this is who I fucking am. And <laughs> you know what I mean? Cause I'm like, yeah. ah, you're not my audience. I don't really, I don't really mind if you have presumptions about me. I'd rather us have a productive conversation and see what we agree about. And it's amazing that like, I live in a really conservative area and I love my neighbors. And they are all over the place politically. Excuse me. Yeah, I mean, and I am am saying this out loud on stage. And I did say this at the Southern Baptist Church. I said, I really would love to bring us all back together again. Mm. If we could get off of social media, get off of the news, and talk to our neighbors, you'll find you have a lot more in common with them. I actually have a theory that all hate is propaganda. And it's from the outside, and it's divisive for a reason. Because who wins? Uh Who wins when we're divided? Right. Right. But anyway, that's a whole nother topic. But I love what you said about the she, they, or not. And having, you know, a generous spirit around people because unlearning is hard for them as well. Oh, totally. So when people say yeah. uh, if a different name or I'm, you know, well, we are both identified as she, they. And uh, I, d- but I don't, you know, it doesn't bother me either way. Like you said, it's mm-hmm. for me right now. Maybe that is just a way of making it easier. Oh, I was at, speaking of, I was at a dinner, uh, uh, lunch, whatever it was. It was two o'clock in the afternoon. (laughs) Can we get to the, I was at, it was friends of mine who have adopted kids. Okay. And so it's not a conservative group. I know the group I'm with and their kids all have uh, different presentations. I'm just coming out as a she, they. So I said, as we were around the table to gather food, hey, I'm just curious about everyone's pronouns. Uh Uh-huh. And I said, I'm a she, they. And then the host said, she's a she, they. And then everybody kind of went around, he, him. And then the tomboy, who I love, uh, was like, I'm not doing this. <laughs> good for, good yeah, for her. them. She was like, great. this is high school. <laughs> I am so, this is so high school. Oh I, I'm God. so traumatized by it. And I was like, ooh, oh, I had shit. no idea. Because uh-huh. they did that at high school. Uh-huh. And then I'm like, I'm so sorry. Right. I had no idea. I wanted, I go, I'm oh. just transitioning and I wanted to feel included. Right. I got a little choked up about it myself. Oh. And then I was just like, putting a hand on, on, on their heart chakra through their back, just sort of sending them love and saying, so sorry. And then, uh, and then she just sort of kind of relaxed and said, she, her. And then another person who I love, who's just starting to do comedy, who was also at the gathering, he said something about it. And then that empowered this girl to say, 
that's offensive. Oh. And then she goes, ah, I stormed out of one of my classrooms when one of my teachers uh-huh. said, how am I supposed to do this? She, they, it. Oh. And then she goes, I said, yeah. fuck you. And I yeah. marched out of the room and I was like, yeah, I'm in your corner. Yeah, right. So it was a huge right. conversation. And I don't know if it was for the highest good that it happened, but it felt like it was. Well, there's so much complexity and dimension there. And for some people, it's such a validating part of their existence that, um, if someone has a strong feeling about their pronoun, I want to I want to respect it 100% of the time and reinforce yeah. it to others, right? Yeah. yeah. So, like, I there's that side of it. There's also the side of me that gets where, you know, this young person was coming from because sometimes I'm like, I don't fucking know today. I'm not sure. Just <laughs> yeah. whatever. You know what I mean? And, like, actually the joke that I really want to tell on stage because I would like to get back to comedy at some point. Um, and you will. And I will. I probably will. Yeah, yeah. Um, is to come out on stage and be like, hey, I'm Cody. Uh, my pronouns are she, her, if you insist, uh, they, them, if you're cool, and what, if you're my dad. <laughs> so <laughs> I think that, like, pretty much says it. I'm just like, yeah, yeah there's a lot of dimension there. But I, for other people, like, it is. It's so important that they are heard and acknowledged and received and validated. And for other people, they're like, get the fuck away from me. Yeah, like that. right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't think there was any faux pas. I think it was good that that conversation happened. Because at least it added another layer of understanding. And we were all, we all have grown together. Like I've known all these people for years Mm. and the kids have grown. And I, I hadn't seen them in a while because my Mm -hmm. son graduated high school. We haven't gone to Nepalese heritage camp, but I was like, oh, wow, this one grew this tall and has these beautiful long fingernails Mm. and earrings and just has a really sweet vibe and. Oh, and then I said, I do, and this is true, and I really do want to see how to do this. I want to get the gender neutral and definite pronoun (laughs) of one. Of one, yeah. One, and that's that spiritual piece. We're Mm -hmm. all part of the one. Maybe that happens when you die. I love that. Or have an orgasm. (laughs) (laughs) A little death. (laughs) One. Maybe that's going to be, I'm going to try and, I'm going to try and, or I'm going to try and plan my orgasmic expressions. Oh my God. I'm so excited for you. I don't think it's going to happen. I'm going to harmonize with your, with your partner. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, would that be cool? Okay. They drop in low and I go, "Ah." (laughs) I'm going to work on that. I love that. Wow, this has been good. I've learned a lot today about myself even, like how much I really do. Like I've been trying to convince myself that I'm I'm of an age where maybe I just need to let that ship sail and be an old old Uncle Nance. Yeah, all due respect, just fuck that. That's another unlearning I have to do Mm. is just because my neck fell Mm -hmm. doesn't mean that I don't want a sweet, powerful connection of multiple levels yeah absolutely and it's so funny because you're I don't know it's it's just it's jarring to hear you talk about that <laughs> level of like finality because I'm like uh Nancy it's like you're like one foot in the grave already like <laughs> I and have, you're like you have like a ton of energy I do you're vibrant you're a I babe do. like just like I still have it, dark hair I don't even dye my hair yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I just don't know. like what the fuck are you you're talking right. about I need to embrace my life totally. force I don't yeah, know yeah. maybe I'm just it's maybe just fear yeah talking but I do want to get, I just, this, thanks for, you're inspiring me. Oh my God, literally anytime. I'll always be ready for this conversation. Oh, yeah. This was fantastic. Did, now, what did I derail along the way? That anything <laughs> that you're like, you know what? Here's what it was I wanted to get out. I know it's Oh, no, tangential. I actually do. It's so funny. I do have something marked in my brain. Um, only about what I've been learning in this whole polyamory thing. Um, um, just, uh. My housemate is um, also polyamorous and they have been doing that for a couple of years now. And so they were explaining to me uh, 
this is in like that, I think it's called Poly Secure. It's this book that like literally everyone in that community is reading by Jessica Fern. And I think she's from Colorado, if I'm not mistaken, but. Um, so it's called what again? Poly Secure. Poly Secure. Yeah, so attachment style, right? Like oh, this whole conversation. And I have yet to like read the whole thing, but um, this idea of a prescriptive relationship being kind of what we're socially taught. So um, I just want to put a disclaimer that I'm like, I don't know anything, but I'm, I'm doing my best to like explain this. But a prescriptive relationship is one where it's like, you're my boyfriend, so that means X, or you're my wife. Here are so the expectations. Boom, 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 right, yeah. here's the bulleted list of All things. the obligations. Yep, exactly. And that we can just like fall very naturally into that pattern of relationship. Um, well, you're my boyfriend, so if you want to have sex, I'll have sex with you, even if I don't want to, Right. Very small example, but um, prescriptive relationship versus a descriptive relationship, meaning that you can share time and space with someone enough so that you can start to be like, here are the elements of our relationship that I love. Here are the things that I like doing with you. Here are the times of the week that we seem to hang out. Here are other people in your life or your children that you have or, you know, like maybe you're married and you live with someone else and you have other obligations or maybe you're in a different state. I don't know, whatever but that you can start to describe the relationship and find that like workability with them. I'm like that, that was fucking revolutionary for me to understand. Yeah. But then it's that, it's Get that out of that old paradigm. Yeah. That contrary idea of like, Oh, you're my person. So all of this needs to be true. Even if I know consciously that that is not possible. Yeah. I think this is the antidote and it, and it, it's not just romantic or sexual relationships. It's like friendships and family. It's like, if you can start to describe your relationship, you might see it in all of its different, like, um, multifaceted forms. I love and that. Like, Here's what I get from this. And what do you get from my dynamic with you? And how do we build that together? And it's so conscious. Yes. Because I think what, what, when we go into those expectations, we just go blindly unconscious like that is just how it is and how it has always been uh-huh. and I can see what you're saying and I have been attached to a paradigm it's yeah and it's it's vulnerable it's like stepping into like oh this could be this could be risky and this could fail but you know what so can monogamy so can marriage you know like it's just like just because we've been fed this certain one way of doing things I think it's just like I don't know it's just um it's so freeing and wonderful and if you can find the right people to have those conversations with, like, I think it's just like, you could just spiral up and out of your old bullshit, you know? I love that. Yeah. I love how you twirled your hand up yeah. too. <laughs> yeah. Spiral, spiral up right and up out of your own old bullshit. I'm going to say it again. <laughs> spiral up and out of your old bullshit. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. That feels so cool. empowering. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much. I just feel like, it feels so expansive mm-hmm. is what it is. Yeah. I love that. I love that expansiveness. And I am, as I, th- I think at this age too, there's this thing about security and who's going to drive me to my colonoscopy. I'll, <laughs> I'll drive you. Ah, <laughs> see, I've got friends. That's what I got to remember <laughs> that it's not, it doesn't have to be the significant other that drives you to the colonoscopy. Yeah. Yeah. Although I will tell you this. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> if you do go, some people do assume like I, the, one of the first things I did with my ex-boyfriend was I it was really early on and I drove him to his colonoscopy uh-huh. and they assumed I was his wife and they go, come on back. And he is on his hands and knees with his ass in the air trying to fart <laughs> because you can't leave until you fart. And he was, 
<laughs> I can't believe you went back. Well, I'm a nurse, so I was just like, sure. And they, you know, I'm yeah, looking I at see it. This. I saw way too much. I saw that. Not that, I mean, I'm a nurse, but still, I was like, I wasn't ready for the hands and knees, butt in the air, trying to get a fart going out. And then I, I a flatulence, excuse me. And then they, and then his charts right there and showing all of his medical history. I got way. I mean, I should not have seen you all see that. You broke up with him after this experience. Right? I should Did have. you drop him off on the curb and you were like, "Sorry, man, no. that was too much." I think it forced more bonding than <laughs> should have been. Maybe that's where the trauma bond started. Because then I was with him five years and it should have ended in. Oh it God. should have ended in two months, but yeah. I stayed with him five years. Oh man! But I, it took what it took. Yeah. But I'm just saying, if you do drive me to the colonoscopy, uh-huh. we got to have clear. Oh, I'm not coming back no. with you at all. No, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> no well, I will. Okay. That's see. This is a good, good conversation. <laughs> all right. Uh, good conversation. Yeah, High level been, communication. That's what I dig. Yeah. Okay. Well. I think you're going to be a regular on Traumedy, oh. if you don't mind. Oh my God! I because will come I think on anytime. I know this will be a high demand conversation. We'll and yeah. then we'll because we're evolving. So hey, every every quarter, yeah, <laughs> quarter a quarterly check in. <laughs> quarterly check. Well, I'm trying to do MDMA about once a quarter. So I think after every MDMA session, let's Perfect. get back together and yes. see what we've learned. Yes, I love oh, this. Thanks, yeah. Cody. Oh, it's just I just love this so much. I'm so happy that you're doing this and that the world gets to hear. From you and all your wonderful guests. So thanks for having me on. Thanks. See you next time. Alrighty. Send me a message. Let me know what topics you'd like to see covered on the podcast. Do you have a trauma that you want to talk about? Tell me. Send me a message through Facebook Messenger or find me through my website, nancynorton.tv. That's TV like television, nancynorton.tv. And I love going around talking about humor, why we need it, how it helps us. I am studying therapeutic humor. If you need a keynote presentation at your conference, reach out. I love spreading the news about the power of humor. I'd like to thank my guest this week, Cody Spiker. And Cody's not on social media, but watch for them. Someday I will put a link here to Cody's consent coaching, which I think will be amazing. Wow, what a game changer if everybody got clear consent for everything, not just for sex, but hey, every exchange, every friendship, like, hey, what are you in this for? What am I in this for? What if we really knew? What's your, what's our consent for the podcast? I welcome your input. I've heard from some of you and thank you so much for letting me know that this podcast is resonating with you and helping you not feel so alone and also just understand yourself a little bit better. And once again, I want to thank my son, Nathaniel Norton, for helping with this music for the podcast. All right, kids, be consensual. <laughs>